0: yo what's up everybody episode 160 of the hound infinity podcast the podcast dedicated to everything sports and nerd culture well, like always i'm your host jacob and we got a fantastic episode lined up for today folks on today's episode we'll give our reactions to marvel's newest movie black panther wakanda forever so sit back relax and enjoy the show Yes, yes, that time we get everybody. Episode 160 of the High On Infinity Podcast, the podcast dedicated to everything sports and their culture. Like always, I'm your host, Jacob. First time listening to the podcast, welcome to the podcast. And if you're a returning listener, we're glad to have you back for another fantastic episode. Like always, follow the podcast on all our social media sites. Like the podcast on Facebook at High On Infinity Podcast. Follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at High Infinity Pod. Or follow me, the host, on my personal accounts. Twitter and Instagram, so yeah, I am Asian. And if you did not get all that, just hit the link tree link up in the bio of the podcast. It has all our podcast social media sites and our podcast streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and the Anchor app? And last and most certainly not least, if you like what you hear, please leave a boy a five star review on your preferred streaming platforms. That would be greatly, greatly, greatly appreciated. So I hope everybody's doing good. I'm doing pretty well myself. As you can tell by the intro, we're only talking about one thing this week, Black Panther Wakanda forever. But before we get into all all of that, sorry, next Thursday, there'll be no episode. Of course, you know, next Thursday is Thanksgiving. Taking a week off, rest, relaxation, going back to my hometown, visiting friends and family, all that good stuff. So remember, no episode next week. But was getting get into this week. So over the weekend, Marvel dropped their newest movie, their 30th MCU movie, the last movie of Phase 4, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And to me, I thought it was good. The movie had it all. Action, emotion, definitely the most emotional MCU movie yet. Uh, the storytelling to me was great and visually it looked good as well. Is this the best movie of Phase 4? We got to wait till the, I'm about to say next week, but we're off next week. The following episode, when I'll do the phase four rankings, we're doing two lists. We're doing the TV shows and the movies. But general thoughts on Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Like I said, very emotional and story driven movie. A lot more, a lot of, sorry, a lot of art imitating life in this movie. And we get that from the very beginning. And of course, you know the loss of t'challa and you know chadwick Bozeman loomed large over this movie we saw how different characters went when they were going through the grieving process because you know everybody grieves differently in real life and it shows that with loss, life still has to you know go on like when you lose somebody you know you still have to pick up the pieces and continue on with life in this movie yes you know, uh, Black Panther to Chala is gone, but they still got to pick the pieces up and run, and, you know, and still run the country of Wakanda. And like when Chadwick Bolden passed away in real life, they still had to mourn and pick up the pieces and continue on with this movie without him. And to me, I think they did a good job with the hand they were dealt with with this movie. Other highlights of this movie, to me, a lot of characters got time to shine. They had uh, Angela Bassett as Queen Ramonda. She was fantastic in this movie. To me, Okoye was the biggest highlight of this movie. She got a lot of shine. And I like how they folded Riri Williams into the plot of this movie as well. And of course, Namor, Black Panther is two for two on their villains. Namor was a good villain. Like, I like a villain that can, like, flip the switch just like that. He could be nice and caring and kind at the beginning, then flip that switch to be like a crazed, power hungry killer in the second. And to me, Namor was very similar to Killmonger. When you step back and look at the bigger picture, both Namor and Killmonger motives were justifiable, but they are going about it the wrong way. And last but not least, the action was really good. Uh, the Wakanda invasion, like, in the middle of the movie, was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Only one gripe about this movie, in my opinion. There was just this one part, like, right before the battle of Wakanda, like, like when, uh, when Namor invaded Wakanda, like in the middle of the movie, like I said earlier, to me, it just felt like it dragged for like 15 minutes before then. Like I said, that's just me. They're probably just setting up plot stuff, but hey, you know, to each their own. But overall, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was good. Got a little bit of everything, like I said, action, emotion, and the movie has stakes to it, even without an Avengers movie. In this phase, I felt like this movie was a great way to end phase four. Now diving into plot stuff. We start the movie off with the death of T'Challa. I thought the movie was just going to start off with the funeral scene, but no. We see Shiri trying to recreate that purple herb that healed T'Challa in the first movie. We all know she got to recreate it because Killmonger burned it all down in the first movie after he became king of Wakanda. And she was able to create it to the best of her abilities. I think they said it's only like a 30% chance of it working when she made it but unfortunately she was too late um T'Challa did pass away they said he had an illness didn't need to go into details about it and they said he suffered in silence similar to how Chadwick Boseman did in real life like he kept it to himself I saw an interview with Ryan Coogler probably over the weekend uh for this movie of course and he said he didn't even know because remember him him saying like they would film an action scene and, like, each time they take it, it will take uh, Chadwick Boseman a little bit longer to get ready to reshoot it again or something like that. And when you think about it, like, Chadwick Boseman, he did Black Panther, Infinity War, Endgame. I think he did the Five Bloods movie. He did, like, a Third Thurgood Marshall movie. And one more movie after that. All that while he had what he had going on. And it makes you think about it, like, damn, he was doing all that. Doing all those movies with, you know, his illness going on. I was like, Dang. But of course, you know, we get the opening scene out the way. And usually we get the whole, you know, Marvel fanfare opening with all the heroes and all that stuff. We didn't get it this movie. We had a Chadwick Bozeman opening to no fanfare, it was just straight silence. And after his passing, they had the funeral and they and they jumped forward a year later. We have Queen Ramonda in the United Nations meeting, UN meeting. And I gotta say this: like Angela Bassett had a, a pair of shoulders on her. I was like, dang. Someone been doing some shoulder presses, I see, because like when you work out, that's one of the first things I see when I see someone, like, oh, they must be working out. Like Their shoulders seem more broad and, I can't think of the other word, it's more broad and defined. But anyway, at the UN meeting, all the other countries are like, hey, y'all said y'all were going to share that vibranium. We ain't got no vibranium yet. And the queen was like, I know damn well, the second we give y'all access to vibranium, y'all going to make some damn weapons of mass destruction with it. Then we cut to this, like Wakanda research facility out in the sea, and it's being invaded by some soldiers attempting to steal some vibranium. We see Okoye and Adora Molage handle the situation. And I do like the upgraded technology that we see in this movie from the first movie. Instead of your traditional spears and shields, you have like holographic versions of them. And I do like the inner conflict between traditionalism or being traditional and progression because Okoye wanted her soldiers to use the traditional spear and shield while the others used the upgraded versions that Shuri made. Even Okoye and Shuri butt heads on the situation later on in the movie. But back in the UN meeting it turns out the soldiers that were trying to steal the vibranium were French soldiers and the queen was like oh all y'all are thinking oh well Black Panther's dead we could just walk up into Wakanda willy-nilly and take some vibranium like y'all got it all wrong. Then we cut to the CIA trying to take some vibranium by drilling a hole in the ocean. And I do like how they showed like the eeriness of the ocean at night. Well, just Google the ocean at night. Like it gives you goosebumps. But the CIA ship was attacked by members of Tao Khan and the helicopter carrying like the, you know, of course, you know, the important agents was destroyed by Namor because, of course, they were on his I was going to say they're on his land, but they're in the ocean. They're, they're in his territory. And this is the first glimpse we see of him because it was dark. We really couldn't see him that well. And the CIA believes it was Wakanda that attacked them. Then we get our first look at Namor when he enters Wakanda and confronts Ramonda and Shiri. And we get Namor's backstory. Basically, he got his name because it's a phrase. I want to say, I can't remember the whole phrase, but it has the two words. Ni a more you put those together, you get namor, or how he said it, Namor. And they also called him. I like the way Mbaku says the pronunciation. I'm, I'm probably gonna butcher this, but he says they call him Kuku Kong or Kuku kong the feather serpent god. And Namor gives Ramon Shuri an ultimatum. He's like, Hey, y'all find this scientist responsible for making the drill that attacked my homeland. Or are we going to attack Wakanda? The choice is yours. So Okoye and Shuri are off to America to find Riri Williams. And they had a scene where Shuri was taking apart the drill. And she was like, yeah, some of these pieces look like it came from a junkyard. And I was like, okay, Riri Williams has something to do with making this drill. And they find her and they take her to Wakanda. They have a car chase scene that takes place beforehand where they're getting chased by the FBI. We see Riri in her Mark 1 Ironheart suit. And just when you think they got away from the FBI, they're attacked by members of Talo Khan. So Namor is the only person from Talo Khan that can breathe air. Other members wear like this mask, that has water in it, you know, that's so they can survive on land. And then we get this incredible fight scene between Okoye and like a Talo Khan general. It turns out that Talo Khan has access to Vibranium as well. Because When the meteorite that crashed into Wakanda way back when, a piece of that meteor, like, broke off and fell into the ocean. Like, that's what I got from it. So now they're on an even playing field, and the general gets the best of Okoye and takes Shiri and Riwi to Taiwakan. And when the queen finds out, she is pissed. And she basically strips Okoye of her Dora Milaje status. And this was a very good scene as well, the interaction between these two. Because both Okoye and the Queen brought up some very good points. Okoye was like, you're going to kick me out? Like, I put this country in front of my own husband or in front of her own husband. Because I don't think a lot of people knew this, but she was married to... um, What's that guy's name? I always butcher his last name. Daniel Kulia. He was in Get Out and he was in um what's that movie that came out? Um Up. No, no not Up. By the way, si- little side note, Up is a very underrated movie by Disney. A lot of people don't talk about Up when they talk about the Disney classics, but he was in um what's that movie? He was in Nope. Yeah, she was married to him, but he wasn't in this movie. And Ramonda was like, oh really? You put your country in front of your husband? Because I remember in the first movie. <laughs> When Killmonger took over the throne and kicked us all out, y'all stood by his side. And I was like, hmm, that is a very good point of will. Like I said, both parties had very good points. So the queen gets Nakia's help. Uh, She was uh, T'Challa's love ventures from the first movie to help her find Shuri. And she's been living in Haiti ever since T'Challa was snapped away in Endgame. I think it says like six years at this point in time. All while that is going on, Namor takes Shuri to Tylo Kahn. They take, like, this current, like, uh, if you remember seeing, um, what's that movie? It's, no, it's another Disney movie. Oh, uh, what's that movie? Finding Nemo, where, like, what was, name? what was the What was Nemo's dad's name? Is it Marlin? Anyways, Nemo's dad, Dory, and the Turtle Crush, they took the, the, EAC, <laughs> the EAC, the East Australian Current, Basically, they took a strong ass current that took that took a uh, Namor and Shuri to Talo Khan. The Khan looks pretty cool, cannot lie. And Namor asked Shuri, like, "Hey, let's form an alliance between Wakanda and Talo Khan and go up against the world because Namor hates. He calls them land people. He wants to form an alliance with Wakanda because he knows other countries want to invade Wakanda to take some vibranium. And of course, once they take over Wakanda, Talo Khan is next." And with them working together, they could take over the world. But basically, that's what Namor said. And Shuri was like, oh, whoa, 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 hold up now. And Namor was like, hey, if you don't help me, we'll invade Wakanda. Then after that, we'll invade the world. And when you think about it, the ocean is, what, 70% of the world? So we'll have the advantage for the most part. Especially, of course, you know, the countries that are bordered by the sea. Then the Kia finds them and saves shiri and uh riri and nakia kills one of Talo Khan's commanders and namor is like okay let's go to war now so Talo Khan evades wakanda and he kills queen ramonda that was definitely something i was not expecting in this movie they already lost you know uh black panther now they lose the queen of wakanda as well damn so in that span of a year shiri lost her brother and her mom so shiri is like I got to become Black Panther now, I guess. Turns out that the bracelet Namor gave her when she visited Tao Kahn or when he had a cut, not custody, basically when uh, Shuri visited Tao Kahn and he gave her the bracelet, that bracelet had like a remnant of the purple herb that is needed to make a new herb. She was trying to make it at the beginning in the movie. So she made a more legit version of the purple herb. She drank it and she went to the end. What's it called? The ancestral plane and when she gets there i thought she was gonna see of course her mom her dad people thought we were gonna get like a cgi uh version of chadwick boseman gladly that didn't happen of course you know all this all this was filmed after uh chadwick boseman's death but who does she see one of my favorite parts in the movie she sees that guy the villain of the first movie Michael B. Jordan himself, Killmonger. I was so happy to get this cameo in the movie. I finally got a prediction right to some extent. And you know, Killmonger, and Killmonger starts pointing out the flaws of the past Black Panthers, like how T'Challa's dad—I forgot his name. I think it was T'Chaka or something like that. He was a hypocrite because he killed his brother, which was Killmonger's dad, and uh, T'Challa, Chadway Boseman's Black Panther. He basically spared the wife of the guy that killed his dad, um, a man named Baron Zemo in Civil War. Then he tells Shiri, hey, you gonna be like me and do what you gotta do, or you're gonna be like your family and take pity and spare people's lives. Because Killmonger, you know, he gets it done. That's basically what he said. So he's telling Shiri, hey, kill this name guy because he took everything away from you. And as the country prepared for battle against Tawo Khan, and Baku tells her, hey, do you really want to go through with this and kill Namor? Because if you kill Namor, it won't end a war. It'll start one. But Shiri isn't listening. She ain't having none of that. So they fight tower at sea on this big ass Wakandan ship. And the goal was to get Namor on dry land as far away from water as possible. Because the more dehydrated Namor gets, the weaker he gets. Because they said that already he was as strong as Thor. But if he's near water... As strong as the Hulk, so they get Namor to the desert as the battle goes on. We see a lot of cool stuff. We see Riri Williams Mark II Ironheart suit. There was some debate online on like how the suit looked, looked good to me. I was getting some Metroid Prime vibes from it, but remember, this is just her second suit. Tony Stark had like 50 damn suits when he was an Avenger. And Okoye, she gets her Midnight Angel suit as well. Which looked really cool. Then we get the one on one battle between Black Panther and Namor. Shuri rips off one of the wings on Namor's ankles. Namor impales Shuri with a spear. And Shuri basically pulls herself from the spear. With no blood on the spear might I add. Is Disney. Then Shuri blasts Namor with one of those like ship blaster things. He gets burnt to a crisp. Well, not to a crisp. He gets like, like. Basically his back is burnt all to hell. And on the brink of killing Namor, Black Panther spares his life. And they make peace between the two nations. And we end the movie with Shiri in Haiti. She was burning the funeral robe. She wore the, of course, you know, to and her mom's funeral. Because I think I don't know if this is the African culture or just Wakanda culture. Basically, they burn the funeral clothes as like a sign that hey, it's over. Now you can finally grieve. Then we get a montage up to Chalo and Shiri, like the brother-sister moments they had throughout the first movie. Then we get to the credits. Only one post-credit scene in this movie. I was kind of shocked. Usually Marvel has two post-credit scenes, but one of my friends, he saw the movie uh, Friday night, and he was like, Hey, only one post-credit scene happens in the middle. I was like, cool. So I can save like six, seven minutes (laughs) because I got up and left after that. And I was thinking to myself, like, are you sure it's only one post-credit scene? Because I don't want to get home, get on Twitter, and I see Iron Man at the very end. But, yeah, only one post-credit scene in the middle or mid-credit scene. If you want to get technical. Shuri is still in Haiti. And Nakia introduces her to her and T'Challa's son. I'm going to butcher this name. Toussaint? I think that's how you pronounce it. Because apparently it's the same name of, like, a, a Haitian general in, like, the 17th century that kind of basically helped haiti rebel from french uh from french control because i was i caught on to it that they were speaking french in haiti and i was like huh i was like why are you speaking french in haiti then of course you know i got a little history lesson hey weren't something new every day but yeah uh nakia introduces her to her son or her and t'challa's son but to saint if i pronounced that correctly Sorry if i butchered it it's his haitian name and his wakanda name is t'challa so what is next Well, we already know what is next for Riri Williams. Her show comes out in fall 2023. At the end of the movie, they didn't let her take the Iron Man suit she made from Vibranium. Of course, you know, for plot purposes, she got to build a suit up from herself. And I wouldn't be surprised, or I wouldn't be surprised if we see someone from Black Panther makes a cameo in that show, maybe Okoye or Shuri. And after seeing her in this movie, in the suit and all, I'm very excited about the Ironheart show. And for Black Panther characters... I've heard rumors that Okoye may be getting a Disney Plus show. Hell, after this movie, she deserves something, damn it. They gave her a suit and everything. So, we could be seeing more Okoye in the MCU. I would love to see her make an appearance in Captain America 4. And I think she should be in the next two Avenger movies down the line. Now, here is the money question. Everybody wants to know, the hottest debate over the past month or so what do we do with the black panther character should marvel recast them or recast yeah should marvel recast chadwick boseman and make another black panther should we let shuri take over or what his son take over being the black panther well his son is like six maybe seven in the movie you know they got to do a big time jump if they want him to be black panther so i don't think that's going to happen with the whole recast situation, i say best case scenario, they'll probably do a variant to Chihuahua from another universe, so technically, they're not replacing Chadwick Boseman, but I think they'll take the safe route and just let Shiri be Black Panther. But, wrapping things up, Black Panther Wakanda Forever was very good, a great way to end Phase 4. We got a three-month break, give or take, before Phase 5 starts with Ant-Man 3, so the next episode we'll rank all the phase four projects. We'll have two lists, like I said, the TV shows and the movies. So we'll see where Black Panther lands on the list. But that's a wrap on Black Panther 2 and phase four. Like I said, talk about phase four in more detail on the next episode. And we'll rank them all and we'll see where your favorite MCU project will land. Thank you for listening to another episode of the podcast. I greatly appreciate you for taking time out of your very busy day to give this podcast a listen. Thank you for all the likes, retweets, shares, subscribes, and any other way you support the podcast. It truly means a lot to me. Like I say, I will not be here without you, the listener, and I thank you for that. So take care, be safe, and I will see y'all next time.